0: Welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Caster Here, as always, with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing?
1: Adam, it's the start of Euro 2020, 21, whatever we're calling it, on Friday. I know.
0: It's like the Copa Libertadores, the shit show that that is. Or no, the Copa America, my bad.
1: Copa America, yes.
0: The Copa America, Copa Libertadores is another thing. The Copa America had the wherewithal to change their name to the Copa America 2021. And that tournament might not even happen. Yep. And Euro 2020 is like, oh, we're still going to be Euro 2020. It's mark. so it's so confusing.
1: It's very confusing. But it it's, is like star- when you it's talk starting up football.
0: tomorrow. It's like when you yeah. talk about the football season and it's like, oh, this is the 2019 season. Like the Super Bowl happened in 1920 or in uh, 2019. But actually it was the end of the 2018 season.
1: Yeah. It's all it's all very confuzzling. It's
0: very confuzzling. It's with but, all,
1: like with all the Maddens and stuff like that. Exactly. But for the duration of the Euro, uh, we have decided within the past about 10 minutes or so, before coming on and now that we are recording, um, I have made the this d- decision for every time we record a podcast, I will be wearing a soccer kit, a football kit for the episode and the First one that I am rocking today, I'm of course rocking my my man and his kit from Real Madrid. You, you see, you see, cultured, yeah, culture. cultured, Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, my guy, Cristiano, Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo. See, <laughs> si! I it, honestly, Adam, you could take every trademark celebration that I've seen in my life. Maybe Timu Salani when he when he launched the glove up and, and shot it. Um, My favorite. That's the best. It, one. It's one of the best. It, it is absolutely one of the best. The ski shooting Timo Solani. <laughs> it it's it's one of the best. It's probably one of the most creative as well. Um, any trademark celebration that you want. Cristiano with the finger point and then see uh, that that's the best. The the best part about
0: it is. Watching it in FIFA, he looks so dumb when he does it. Oh, he's amazing. He looks. I. Yeah. Oh, hey, go ahead. He look. He just looks like a. It's the face. The face makes it makes him look like such a dope when he does the celebration
1: in the game. In real life, it looks normal. In real life, it. It. I've seen grown men that have never watched football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Just see what I did there, Jamie Carragher. Yeah, great guy reduced to absolute nothing just by watching cristiano get the tune of the band and then see it, it, it is is magic or as ray hutch as ray hudson would say great guy oh, it's magisterial. <laughs> that 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 took a lot going that high like that oof you want to take a, you want to drink a glass of water after that I I might have to I might have to that was something real get a throat lozenge I might have to some people some people may question whether or not I'm actually gonna be 25 maybe I'm turning 12. yeah well as I take my sip of water breaking the fourth wall
0: <laughs> it's needed I mean it, it, yeah no when you go when you go up like five octaves, you need it. I don't know how voice actors do it. They they are true professionals.
1: They are true true professionals. They are true masters of their craft. But today, yes, we are we are rocking the uh, the Real Madrid uh, home kit, and I don't know what I'll be wearing next week. I have a ton of Arsenal kits that I can rep, but I think if if my my country, when well, my people, win against Turkey, I think next week I'll be wearing uh, Italia most likely. If they win. If they don't win, then we have to uh then we'll have to find something. But I think I think I think Italia will uh will get the job done.
0: Yeah. Well my two home country my my home country, my quote unquote home country. Your people. You know, my great grand my great grandparents on my dad's side on my well on my grandpa's side are from Romania and my great grandparents on my grandma's side on my dad's my dad's mom's. Parents are from Poland. Poland uh, are going to be are going to be in the Euro. Yeah, Poland are going to be in the Euro. No, but it's just like you know they're all right. I don't know if they're going to. You could root for Lua. I do. You know I love great Lovan guy. Wojciech Szczesny, yeah, Absol- absolute king. Exactly,
1: absolute king.
0: Love him. But uh, it's you know our genetics. We're not. Uh, we're not from like a, a peak footballing nation, like Eng- England or, or Italy.
1: I cannot say the same. I have the, Ital- I have the Italian and I have the English in me. So up the Italians and up the English. It's coming home. It's coming home, Adam. <laughs> the but- The worst rallying cry there is. We've gone from the best celebration there is to the worst rallying cry there is. Anytime I hear it, it's coming home, I I, I want to gouge my eyes out.
0: Yeah, it's funny where it's funny because the first time I heard that is Packers fans. Packers fans love to say that.
1: I, I see I was not aware of that. I was not aware that Packers fans like to uh, like to say it. The first time that I heard it was with the World Cup.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know if they say it like a chant, but basically every time the Packers win the Super Bowl they're like, "Oh, it's coming home." That the Lombardi trophy is coming home.
1: Well, I mean, it, it I understand the rationale because Lombardi trophy, Vince Lombardi, Green Bay Packers. I get it, but England, they didn't win the first world cup. No,
0: no. I don't it's know the, who did win the first world cup. Was that Uruguay? It was
1: Uruguay. Yes. Did they win the first two? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. Anywho, that was uh that was a nice uh, segue. When do I know that? <laughs> to uh, no the the first the first World Cup the first World Cup matches oh I see I see so the winner of the first World Cup was Uruguay yes because I looked it up just to confirm and it said that France defeated Mexico and the United States defeated Belgium I was like wait there was a fucking tie I had to look more closely I had to look more closely but yes I, that's who I thought it was it was Uruguay. Anywho, anywho, that'd be a up fun Ronaldo moment. up Ronaldo up Portugal.
0: That'd be a fun Mount Rushmore to do. Um,
1: athlete celebrations like trademark <laughs> celebrations. Jesus, that would that, requ- that would require me to go, uh, to go deep. My first, my first pick would be C. I figured I apologize to everybody's eardrums.
0: I don't know what my first one would be.
1: Headphone wearers, beware.
0: But uh, anyway, so we're we're talking about the NFL, obviously. And that, that's I think what Joe we, Horn, Joe Horn
1: with the cell phone,
0: that would be my that would probably be my first pick. That's not like a trademark celebration. No,
1: no. But that is what he's most known for. The, yes, for sure. For sure. That's one of the best things I've ever seen.
0: I mean, all the stuff that Chad is like, if you could really you pick all the stuff that that Chad Johnson does. Randy Moss. Randy, Randy Moss, Moss
1: mooning, mooning the end zone at Lambeau,
0: and Joe Buck having a bitch fit about it. Joe Buck
1: having a fucking meltdown because his beloved Green Bay Packers and their fans were getting shit on by Randy Moss.
0: I'm convinced that Joe Buck thought he actually pulled his pants down. That is the only the only way I can justify that kind of reaction is that Joe Buck thought that he actually mooned the crowd.
1: No, I think Joe Buck is just a biased fuckhead. I think he's, I think he's a biased fuckhead. Yeah.
0: My favorite one now currently as a current celebration is so I don't know if you know about this. I mean, you're not, you probably don't cause you're not a Mets fan, but uh, the Mets fit, the Mets have been doing the celebration, you know, the A-OK sign. Yes. Because of the churve, the, cha- the change, the changeup curve ball that Joey Lucchese throws. And that's the grip of the churve. And they want it recognized as an actual pitch from the official scorers. We, we
1: we do love Joey Lucchese. He won me a fantasy baseball championship many, many moons ago.
0: And it's amazing. So like the Mets scored 14 runs uh, yesterday and hit like four home runs against the Orioles. And they were just four. like... Four, I don't know why I thought
1: I saw six. Or maybe it was six. They, they hit a lot of home runs. Because I thought I was outside with, with the official dog at the Basement Talk podcast, Abby, great dog. We were outside last night and I got a notification. I thought that I thought I saw the Mets hit six home runs. And I said to myself, well, the Yankees have hit five. Where's that notification? Please hold. I, where, where was that notification? E- e- ESPN showing a bias towards the New York Mets. Granted, there is not many good things to talk about with the New York Yankees at this moment in time. But that is definitely a conversation to have, to be had for another day. But the New York Mets, the churve, the churve. Yep. That's a that's interesting was it six it was six okay i th- i thought so i thought so
0: Pete alonso kevin Pillar twice which was amazing with
1: billy- his half broken nose what a guy
0: i think i think there's still blood on his bat i don't think he changed his bat like it looked like there was still blood on it i wouldn't have changed that bat that's good luck he's still alive um billy mckinney who might turn out to be like the fucking james loney of this team
1: might be james loney wow He
0: was like, yeah, that's
1: a name I haven't heard in years. The
0: seemingly marginal trade acquisition that turned out to be incredible. Because he he was on that 2015 Mets team that made it to the World Series. Uh, Billy McKinney hit two. Billy McKinney.
1: What uh, What a sad time.
0: And then Mason Williams hit, I believe this is his first one. His first career home run. No, it was his fourth career home run. My bad. Ah, oh,
1: Billy McKinney. What could have been? He was with the Yankees. Yeah. I think he he came over in the um, in the Aroldis trade, I believe.
0: I thought that was one. It wasn't one for one with Aroldis Chapman and Glaber Torres. No, no, it was more than that.
1: It was uh, the two that I know of for sure. It was Aroldis, Gleyber, Aroldis for Glaber Torres, Adam Warren. And the third piece in that deal, I think, was Billy McKinney. He did play two games for the Yankees. Yeah, and then he, spra- he sprained his AC joint in his shoulder, and that gave way for Aaron Hicks. He, uh,
0: listen, he had four at-bats, a single, and a strikeout.
1: At least he wore the pinstripes, though. Great guy. And he has two more home runs with the Mets they did with the Yankees. At least. The weird, the weird thing is maybe it was a three-team
0: trade because he played for Toronto – in
1: 2018, well, no, he got he got traded to uh, to oh, Toronto. Yeah. That was that was the uh, that was the J. trade. Funny how that works. Yeah, it was it was Brandon Drury and Billy McKinney for <laughs> J. Happ. God damn it! You know who was on the Mets
0: also? Brandon Drury. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's the amazing. Mets, the
1: Mets are just recycling all the Yankees washed-up goods.
0: Hey, we'll take Gary. No, we won't. Actually, I'm happy with James McCann and Thomas Nito.
1: James McCann is a great guy. Do like James McCann. Anywho. All right, we can talk about fo- we can talk about football football now, I promise. Yeah, I won't I, I won't football. try and deter us anymore. Um, so the big news
0: of the day, really, of the week, since we last recorded on Tuesday is calvin ridley getting foot surgery minor foot surgery don't panic yet i mean i'm sure it's fine it's minor foot surgery you know better for him to have this now in, in june than to be like oh you know i was playing on this for the entire year like with odo beckham i don't know if that's the, the it's not, i don't know if it, how comparable those two situations are but you know um, you had a situation where odo beckham could have gotten surgery but he played through it and he was clearly hampered. So it's better to have these kind of procedures done in the off season.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree. I mean, my friend, my friend, my guy, my, my close companion, Ian Rappaport uh, tweeted out that, you know, he had had the surgery, minor cleanup surgery, nothing really to worry about. And he should be all systems go for, uh, for training camp.
0: I wonder if it's funny because um, I heard this on the uh, Steve Dangle podcast about hockey players. Hockey players can basically get surgery like whenever they want to clean something up. Like there's always something that they could that they could get surgery on if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. I think football players are probably the same way.
1: Uh, Pretty close to it. Pretty close to it, I would say. But, but yeah, uh, Calvin really, yeah, Calvin really will be fine. I'm, I haven't changed him at all in my in my rankings. So I don't think it's anything to be uh, too concerned about.
0: Is there anything to be concerned about with Amari Cooper?
1: Yeah, yeah, there definitely is um, concern with Amari that Ankle, which, I mean, was pretty much bothering him all of last year, uh, still is giving him issues, and there is a real doubt as to whether or not Amari Cooper will be ready to go for the start of camp, which means more reps for CD Lamb more reps for Michael Gallup and uh, you know, I'm not moving Amari Cooper in my ranks or anything like that, but yep. you know, definitely there is definitely reason to be concerned about taking Amari Cooper and you know, him starting week one potentially banged up already. So definitely, definitely there's a reason to be uh, to be a little bit, a little bit worried there with uh, with Amari.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had speaking of players who had surgery. I mean, he had, a minor operation on his ankle in in January.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's the same ankle. Yeah, it's the same ankle. That so, still that still is not right. So definitely, there definitely is reason to be concerned.
0: Or it's sure. weird that they're still saying it's minor because it doesn't seem like a minor ankle injury.
1: No, no. I a mean, minor minor would be goes in, cleans it up, and then he's he, he's fine. He's not fine. He, he's clearly not fine. So. So we do have some breaking news on the podcast that we could talk about very quickly. And I would like to personally thank our Ramble and the national football league for making this timing possible. The preseason schedule was just released. Oh, fantastic. And so for the Cowboys, they have the hall of fame game versus the Steelers. They're at Arizona. Then they're home to Houston and Jacksonville. Whilst the jets are home they're at the Giants, so neutral site at Green Bay, and then home versus Philadelphia.
0: Uh, keeping the tradition alive of the Jets, of the Jets' last preseason game being against the Eagles, where nobody fucking cares. Absolutely. Although that's where I got to see the the uh, backup quarterback for the Rams, who played in a playoff game, who won a playoff game. Kind of John Walford, great guy. It's where I first saw him was in a Jets Eagles preseason game, uh, a couple years ago. I think it was in 2018 or 2019.
1: We absolutely love John Walford, that's a great guy, friend of the podcast. But,
0: uh, yep, so that, that's how it goes. Very, very interesting,
1: anyway. I would agree. I don't know if you were um, looking for a response, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. The last piece of news, which is relatively big and and does impact how I think I personally look at this player, and that is Ron Rivera coming out and saying that Antonio Gibson could be in line for more pass-catching work. And if that is the case, then Antonio Gibson. Time to have a little conversation about Antonio Gibson maybe being a locked and loaded top 12 running back.
0: I'm going to bite my tongue on this because it might be it might impact
1: some things in the later in the show. Oh goody! Oh goody! I'm not I'm not ready to move Gibson yet. Um, but there's absolutely appeal for Antonio Gibson at the two three turn with this news. There's absolutely 100% appeal. Yeah,
0: like I said, you know, it's interesting.
1: Kind of colors can, your expectations. Take the, oath, the oath of silence over here.
0: Well, I mean, it depends on how – listen, if you pick the number that is oh, actually – I get to pick the numbers today?
1: Oh, yes. If yes. you pick
0: the number that ends up being the number of bold prediction where I talk mm-hmm. about Antonio Gibson, then, you know, that's then that just works out. But you just have to pick the number.
1: Well, Adam.
0: So we have six. I have six okay. bold predictions for you.
1: I was in the hot seat the other day. You were in the hot seat today. Adam? Yes, bro. You ready? Are you ready? ready? Don't don't. Or as my girl, my girl Anne would say, let's play the weakest link. My girl. Goodbye. Come on, Adam.
0: You weren't a weakest link fan. I don't know. I've never watched the. I've not really watched the show. What? You are crazy. That's what. That's one of the best shows ever. Listen, I've heard of the show. I know the oh. reference. I just
1: it, haven't watched the show. Oh, it is a great program. Everybody knows the reference. I, I would think. Great program. Oh my goodness. Great program. Okay. So you have one to six. Correct. Okay. Hmm. Um, damn. You couldn't have seven because I would have picked seven first in honor of Cristiano. Sorry. Damn it. Um, all right. I'm going to go for, hmm. I'm going to go for Seth Fabregas. I'm gonna go for four.
0: Number four. Oh bird. You're going to like this. You are really going to like this. Okay. Alan Robinson will go back to being a top five receiver this year.
1: Excellent. That is an excellent bold prediction. I could get absolutely 100% behind that. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: listen, That that's where we are here. Allen Robinson w- will go back to being a top five receiver. Listen, I'm not just doing this to pander to you. Oh, no, you are. Partly, but not absolutely not, are.
1: not entirely. You know, you know the way to my heart. It's Talk about Brennan Iuka and Al Robinson.
0: But the numbers do kind of back this up. Al Robinson had really shitty quarterback play last year. Oh, God, did he ever. And he still put up 1,200 yards. Mm-hmm. And, he, uh, and he caught six touchdowns, which was only one off from uh, the seven touchdowns he caught in 2019. Justin fields has looked
1: really good in otas uh, that has been the the word on the straight is that justin fields has looked terrific which hey will good for him he,
0: will he be the best rookie quarterback this season i don't know no. uh see listen later in the show to find out
1: oh boy oh boy you're teasing it oh god listen I'm later fired.
0: to the show and find out
1: listen i mean look it's very possible that alan, alan robinson has as a hundred reception season again and comes down with, he was a 1200 yard guy last year. I think it's a reasonable expectation to expect Allen Robinson being a 1200 yard guy. Again, maybe he could be a little bit more than that. I mean, you're saying if you're saying Allen Robinson could be 1250 and seven, that's a top five or saver right there in PPR in PPR, which I'm assuming that's what you are basing yes. your ranks off of.
0: Well, like I said, PPR until like we said last time, PPR unless stated otherwise.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Say 100, 12, 50, and 7. Yeah, that's that's a top five receiver in PPR. 100%.
0: 100%. And yeah, he would really was not that far off. And with better quarterback play, he'll probably get, I'd say he'd probably get like 110 receptions and like maybe 1,300 yards and maybe even eight touchdowns.
1: Well, then you're talking top three. If he well, gets 110, 13, and eight, that's a top three receiver. It's within the top five. That's a top three receiver. That, that, I think if you're you're taking that guy as, according to NNFC, he is being drafted as the 10th receiver right now. So you're drafting as wide receiver 10, and with those numbers, he could be top three. He was... If not top five. He was eight catches, 50 yards, and two touchdowns away from doing that last year. Oh, he was outstanding and and he's always been that guy he's always been just terrific and again he's in another contract year playing on the tech exactly playing for his cash
0: i can't be understated but i i I really do think that a lot of people might say might might scoff at what at this bold prediction saying oh i don't know about Allen robinson yada 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 but you look at the numbers and you start to convince yourself that Allen Robinson is going, is going to have a bit, another big season.
1: Adam, we talk about this all the time on this podcast. He's the best receiver in the national football league that nobody talks about. Yep. Nobody talks about Allen Robinson. Nobody. He should, he should be in that upper echelon of receivers with a Devontae Adams, with Tyree kill with Stefan Diggs. He just, he just played with God awful quarterbacks. He had, he had a 1400 yard season With Blake Bortles. He caught 14 touchdowns. That 2015 season looks like a typo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He had 80 catches, 1400 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Yep. A typo. Yeah.
1: And still, nobody wants to talk about Al Robinson, how sneaky, sneaky good he is. He is so good. And he's, he's a top 10 guy for me. He's a top 10 guy for me. He's my number six receiver, Allen Robinson. So your, your bold prediction saying Allen Robinson is top five. I love it. I love it.
0: All right, bird. Pick a number. That's not four.
1: I'm writing them all. I'm writing them all down just so uh, I can, uh, I can have a little gander here. I'm going to go for. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) I'm gonna go with Bird Leno. I'm gonna go with number one.
0: Oh oh my. So did I do a thing? You did do a thing. You know that Justin Fields tease that I did. Yeah. Well, it's not gonna be about it's not gonna be about him, but it's gonna, it's gonna be about players like him. Okay. And I'm gonna be very homery right now.
1: Oh God!
0: The best fantasy rookie quarterback will be Zach Wilson.
1: Nope. <laughs> you are aware there's a guy named Trevor Lawrence that oh, plays oh, in the aware. NFL. I'm aware. Okay, I'm just making sure. Nah, that's not that's not one that I can uh, I can get behind. Unfortunately, I mean, can he be? Can he be good? Yeah, yeah, he can best rookie mm. Mm. Uh, i don't know i don't know about that one adam
0: i mean you look at his supporting cast you look at his offensive line i mean this is he's in the best position i feel like out of the out of most of the out of like him and trevor lawrence he's in a better position to, to succeed
1: He's in a very good position to succeed. Yeah, and there's no doubt about that, but it's just a matter of him actually doing it. And when you put him in a position against Trevor Lawrence, that in in my opinion, at least, Trevor Lawrence just has a better all-around offense to work with than Zach does at this moment in time. That's that's a bold one. So you'll be drafting Zach Wilson, that means.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Not as a starter, but I'll be, I'll draft him.
1: Okay. Hey, I, if you're, if you're going to put your money where your mouth is on that one, then I, I respect it.
0: The best part is that nobody else will. So I'll, I'll probably get him with with like the last pick in the draft.
1: Nobody else will draft Zach Wilson. You, you will have that, you will have that one definitely uncontested.
0: But uh, yeah, I think he, I think he's in a position. To, to really succeed. I mean, the, the West Coast offense really fits him also. And, um, I, yeah, I think he's going to have a really good season. I hope so. Um,
1: what's your definition of a really good season, though?
0: Well, right now, if you want to look at projections from Fantasy Pros, uh, let me see here. I just had these up. It was like 3,800 yards. 26 touchdowns.
1: That's a very good season. But is it enough?
0: Or no, it was 20 touchdowns. My bad. That's what they're, that's what they're projecting here.
1: I I have, I have Zach at 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns with 13 interceptions. That's what I have as projection. Which is a fine, which is a fine season. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. For for a rookie, it's not bad, but you know, I don't think it's going to be as good as uh, as Trevor, who I have projected for. If I can find him on my sheet, I have Trevor projected for four thousand yards, twenty seven touchdowns, and ten interceptions.
0: Okay, so you're basically projecting him to basically hit the ground running and be
1: and, and be amazing immediately. Correct. Correct. Won't draft him, won't draft Trevor, but I do project him to be very good. Okay. All right, so we've got Fabregas and we have Leno out of the way. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to dip into the uh, famous back line here. And I'm going to go with Nigel Winterburn. So I'm going to go with three.
0: Number three, sticking with quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson. Oh, boy. We'll finish outside the top 10. What? <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? A little bit. I, I need to hear the rationale behind this. I, I-, I-, I need to hear this. Okay. Please exp- I- explain yourself. I have, I have questions. I'm aware. The floor is yours. I will stop talking. So Lamar Jackson,
0: his passing numbers have not been there. You know, they, they weren't there this year or last year, 2020. I don't know if they're going to be there again um, in 2021. He was, it, was a, it was a really precipitous drop-off, basically like 400 yards passing and 10 touchdowns. Plus three interceptions. I mean, that's that's a really big swing. And it seems like teams know how to stop the Ravens. And the Ravens didn't add really only added like one or two weapons, receiving weapons. And the rushing the rushing yards, of course, he rushed for a thousand yards. Barely. He rushed for a thousand yards. A thousand is a thousand, though. I understand. But do you really think he's going to do that again? Three straight years? of A thousand yards?
1: Yes. Yes. I do. And the the scary part is Lamar was banged up for a good chunk of the year last year. And I agree with the points that you made about him as a passer. He needs work as a passer. I haven't projected for 3,100 yards passing. But I have him projected for 1,021 yards rushing with seven rushing touchdowns. That, by itself, by itself, is good to be top 10. But then you add the passing touchdowns and the passing yards. I mean, it's got to be the drop-off of drop-offs to not have Lamar Jackson inside top 10. Just with the rushing numbers, he could be a 2,500-yard passer and have 15 touchdowns. But if he'll give you that extra 1,000 with the seven rushing touchdowns, that's good enough to be to be top 10. Well, here's the other thing is that it's not just
0: Lamar Jackson. It's everybody else around him. Not, not like on the Ravens.
1: I mean, so you the, think the, posi- the position itself is better than Lamar Jackson projects be. Yes. Oh, the position,
0: the quarterbacks that's a that are
1: all tank. The,
0: the quarterbacks that are here might end up. If Lamar Jackson does because you know the passing, the passing yards, the passing upside isn't there with Lamar Jackson. If his rushing numbers falter, the position is so good and so deep that it might push him outside the top ten.
1: Yeah, but that's such a big if, though, because Lamar Lamar Jackson is the he is the oh how do I say this how do I say this without getting slaughtered. He is the most pure runner in the league today. At any position. Maybe with the exception of Tyreek Hill. Because Olympic sprinter, hold it. But I think Lamar Jackson, you could make a very good case that he is the best pure runner in the league. And I think the the, and the one thing that I think is, is good about Lamar as well is because I've been in the camp of, well, if he takes too many hits, you know, that's a problem. Lamar's, he, Lamar's a big guy. Lamar's a big guy. So he, he can take those hits. I think it was kind of unlike... Unlike the whole, that's, that was like the um, the Michael Vick sort of issue that a lot of people had, and, what, and it's the issue now that I think people have with Kyler is that Kyler's a little guy, and Kyler just takes way too many hits, and eventually he's going to take one that he's not going to get up from, and cool. that happened last year. That was the knock against Cam Newton. That's a knock against every running quarterback. Well, yeah, but Cam Newton's also a big guy. He can he can go shoulder first into a linebacker, shake it off, and get up. Same with well, Lamar yeah. Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I think is he's what 210? Yeah, two, two he's definitely a lot. I think he's
0: put on a lot more muscle since his rookie year.
1: Yeah, he's a big guy. He he he's, he, he's a big guy. But I don't I don't know. I think just the the rushing by itself, I think has him as a uh, as a top ten guy. So uh, I'm not I'm not sold on this one, Adam. I understand. I think that I was thinking about
0: putting putting him just outside the top five, which would have been more believable. That one is
1: more believable, yes. That one that one I would I would have said is not too not too outlandish. It's not called reasonable predictions. True, it is not called reasonable predictions. I would agree.
0: But I mean you look at you look at the rest of the top ten on fantasy pros, you have Dak, you have Russell Wilson, you have Aaron Rodgers. Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts. If you even go to the top 15, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan and Trevor Lawrence.
1: Yeah, Matt Matt Stafford though will have more more passing yards than Lamar, but he won't have He won't come anywhere close with the rushing. That's the problem. Right. Lamar Jackson's going to blow everybody away with the rushing with the exception of Kyler and Lamar and and Lamar. And Kyler and uh, Josh but well, yeah, if he can't read himself, Poo. great guy. Yeah, love Joshufo. Um, wow. All right, that was uh, hmm. interesting. Interesting. All right, so I have two six and five. Yes. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna stick with the famous back line. I'm gonna go with Mister Arsenal, um, Tony Adams, number six.
0: Number six you know, I feel like Curtis Samuel is becoming my
1: Jameis Winston. Oh God. (laughs) Oh no. It's not that bold. Okay. I hope not. I hope it
0: doesn't seem as bold. All right. Samuel will finish as a top 25 receiver this year.
1: Ooh. Hmm. Huh? Ha ha ha!
0: I don't think that's super bold. It doesn't. It depends on how you think about Curtis Samuel, because this is a guy that has never hit a thousand yards in his career.
1: Well, here's the thing with Curtis Samuel is that he could finish top twenty-five, but he could also finish top fifty. Yes. So it's kind of like, but you're leaning towards the one end that he'll be a top twenty-four, top twenty-five guy. I, I you know, I don't think that's that bold. I don't think I don't think that that bolt... It depends on how uh, Washington uses him, and it helps that Ron Rivera is there, given Ron Rivera knows how to utilize Curtis Samuel. I I don't think that's a bolt take at all. I don't think it's a bolt take at all. Now, would I draft him or rank him top 25? Nope. No. Nope. Me I would neither. Not. Jeez. I would not. Um, where, do I, where do I have Curtis Samuel in my ranks? Um, I have Curtis Samuel... In my ranks, I have him 44. So if you're saying that, if you're going to listen to Adam here, and you're going to say you're drafting my wide receiver 44, and he's going to turn out to be a top 25 receiver, that's fantastic. So let me just give you some names, Adam. Let me me give you some names. Mm -hmm. Will Curtis Samuel be better than Chase Claypool? yes will he be better than juju no will he be better than tyler lockett no actually no yes yes he will wow wow okay will he be better than brandon iuk no will he be better than t higgins yes wow oh my wow 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 Wow! okay will he be better than tyler boyd no will he be better than debo samuel yes I, yes I, that one i could agree with that one i can easily agree with yes. will he be better than i'll give you one more will he be better than kenny galladay no okay yes yeah, so you you basically all right i'll give you one more will he be better than odell
0: that's tough because you have Odell Odo coming off of a major injury but I yeah.
1: I don't think I don't think it'd be better than Odell all right so you're you're hoping that one of the top 24 guys that are being pre-ranked right now come down with injuries and that Curtis Samuel is really good well a lot of
0: those names have been injured yes they have, yes they all, have
1: all of those names have injury histories yep not to, not to mention Julio and his injury history Uh Mike Evans has been known to miss a couple games. Chris Godwin, uh, if Amari Cooper's banged up, you never know there. So it, it's it's not crazy. It, it's it's not crazy. I think I'd be I, I would have been more comfortable. But again, it's bold. It's bold. Top twenty five, I get it. Top thirty, I can get behind. Top thirty, I I can one hundred percent get behind. But top twenty four, top twenty five, I'm like fifty one percent behind it. I understand. Fifty-one percent. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you get the majority. Um,
0: I really, it's not just about. It's kind of like the opposite of Lamar Jackson, where it's like it's not just about the the players around him. You know, the players around him in in the rankings. It's just about the production, because I think that you know they brought him in on a big free agent contract. Ron Rivera did, and they're not going to just be like, "We're going to pay you to not use you." That's so, correct. I think that they're going to find ways to uh, to give Curtis Samuel playing time, and you know we saw that like even like before Ron Rivera got fired in Carolina, I think he he said that we want to use Curtis Samuel in different ways, yeah, you know, in multiple ways as a runner, um, you know like a Tyree kill, in that sort of like out of the backfield, you know, in ways that are
1: not just as a slot or outside receiver so do you think I'm just going off of his 2020 numbers he had 77 receptions last year for 851 yards and three touchdowns the rushing number is he had 200 yards rushing on 40 carries with two rushing touchdowns so he was a thousand combined yards and five touchdowns on about on about 111 118 touches you think that number goes up yeah. Okay. So you think he logs maybe somewhere in the range of say 130 140 touches?
0: Both rushing and and receiving, yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 130 40 130 to 140 combined touches. Yep. Okay. I and I think that would if you could say, you know, 130 140 get his combined yards, maybe he gets you 11 1200 yards combined and get those touchdowns to seven eight total touchdowns yeah yeah I think top 25 is, is is reasonable but the thing with Curtis Samuel for me is I just have never known when to use him that's the problem is that I have never ever known when to start Curtis Samuel or sit him he's that one guy that I he I, I had him once and the weeks that I started him he was terrible the weeks that I sat him he was great. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you're looking at last season, there was a stretch where, like, he started the season, he was fucking terrible. Uh, You know, he had 4.3, 3.9, 5.2, 4.8, and 6.4 points. Then after the bye, he goes on a tear, 11.3 points, 17.4, 17.8. Everybody picks him up. He's amazing. Then Carolina goes to Tampa, is home against Tampa Bay, 1.2 points. And then the next week, everybody drops him. Uh, Carolina's home against Detroit, 13.4. And then it was kind of just like very up and down for the rest of the season. So yeah, all too familiar. He's very inconsistent. Yep. But I think that with a coach that, that not only knows how to use him, but really wants him to be there, and not like Matt Rule didn't want him to be there, but like a coach that really wants to get – Curtis Samuel more involved. because He's committed to him. Yes. He sees the potential that I do in Curtis Samuel.
1: Okay. So you'll be drafting Curtis Samuel everywhere then?
0: If by everywhere you mean the one fantasy league I'm in, yeah, sure. Okay. Once again, I don't think a lot of – I don't know how many people are really going to be in on Curtis Samuel as their deep sleeper, but, you know. Not me.
1: I drafted him last
0: year, actually. I know you did. Which didn't really work out, but, you know – Going back nah, to the he, well.
1: He's just one of those guys that's just frustrating, but I hope that bold prediction pans out because people will love you if, if they do.
0: All right. Two or five.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with um, the best commentator. Number two, Lee Dixon.
0: Well, we are not leaving Washington, D.C.
1: Oh, this is Gibson. Sure is.
0: Or I guess Landover, Maryland, if you really want to be specific. Antonio Gibson will be a top seven running back this year.
1: I like it. I like it. I thought you were gonna be going the other way, and I was gonna have kind no, of a no no
0: no no no. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah, I like it. Legit. I like it. Yeah, I think even even before the news today, I think even even if you could tell me Antonio Gibson will be getting more of the workload. Uh, there'll be more of a reliance on him. I think the offense is going to be better with Ryan Fitzpatrick. E- yeah, I-, I can get behind that take of Gibson being a top seven running back. Yeah, I-, I could very, very easily get behind that.
0: Well, here's the thing also is that you saw all these injuries that happened uh, in the top 10 of running backs last year. God, God willing, that doesn't happen again. But you, you have to, like, bet on – at least half of these guys missing time with injury. Yeah. And I mean, Antonio Gibson, I'm pretty sure Antonio Gibson missed two games too, but um, he still had a really good season for a guy that really didn't, that really only came on like, I don't know, halfway through the season, maybe a third of the way through the season, quarter of the way through the season. He, he did pretty well. He did really well. He had eleven yeah. touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I think you know. There's reasonable expectation that the receiving numbers are going to go up. Um, maybe the attempts will go up a little bit as well, given year two. There's more comfort in the overall system in um, in Washington. He had about 170 carries last year, I believe, Adam. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes, 20, 170
1: on the nose. 170 on the nose. Look at me. Uh, I think it's reasonable to expect that Antonio Gibson could be a a 215, 225 carry back, which would probably equate to just about 1,000 yards. Then you include the 10 touchdowns, and then you also include maybe he'll get an uptick. Maybe he'll get you 45, 50 receptions and one or two receiving touchdowns. He could be a 12 total touchdown guy. Yeah, that's good for top seven.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's never caught a receiving touchdown in his career.
1: Nope. Hasn't done it yet. Maybe this is the year it changes. Granted, he was a rookie, so. <laughs> yeah, and there was J D. McKissick in the way.
0: Yes, but now there is no J D. McKissick. J
1: D. McKissick is still
0: there. Oh well, I mean,
1: maybe in, in, in in your okay. in your realm, there is no J D. McKissick. You are you are exiling J D. McKissick.
0: He's not. He's not dead to me, but I. I think Antonio Gibson, with this news that Antonio Gibson is looking to be more of a factor in the, in the passing offense, I think that JD McKissick's role is going to be uh, diminished. And that means the world for Antonio Gibson.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. I I, I can get behind that. I can get behind that bull prediction. I, I, that, that I think is the best one that you've had in in terms of reasoning, rationale, obviously Allen Robinson, top five, I would love. But I think, in terms of the one that I think has the best chance of happening, I think that's the one. Probably, I think that's the one.
0: All right, you ready for the last one?
1: Uh, we're going for number five. We are going for. Colo, <singing> colo, 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 torre, ya, 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 yeah, torre, colo, colo, colo. Colo, 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 I love that chant. It's the best. It's the absolute best. It is it is a chant that Manchester City fans and Arsenal fans can unite on. It makes me want
0: to buy Yaya Torre a birthday cake.
1: I don't know if I would buy Yaya Torre a birthday cake, but I would buy Colo Torre a birthday cake. Invincible. Something his brother will never have. A golden Premier League trophy.
0: But his brother has more Premier League trophies.
1: His aren't gold.
0: Quantity over over quality.
1: Bullshit. His isn't gold.
0: It all counts the same. His isn't gold. All right. You ready for my last one?
1: Yeah, I'm ready for Colator. This is for all my Giants fans. Oh, Fuck fuck. Why are you pestering to them? No, no, it's it's reverse psychology. Oh, good.
0: (laughs) Evan Ingram. We'll finish outside the top twenty.
1: Oh,
0: woo,
1: woo, wow! The fall from grace. I know. She's yowie, wowie. Evan Ingram had
0: the benefit of being a quote-unquote Pro Bowl tight end in name only.
1: I don't know how fuck that happened.
0: Because not only do fans vote for the Pro Bowl, but two, he was the only option, really, that the Giants had. Because everybody else was either injured or ineffective. Yep. And this year, you're going to be having, hopefully, most of a season... With Saquon Barkley, the Giants just signed Kenny Galladay. Yep, Sterling Shepard. Um, I mean Golden Tate's not there anymore.
1: Darius Slayton, my guy. Slayton, my guy. Kadarius Tony,
0: Kadarius Tony. I mean, this is a situation where Evan Ingram is going to need to take some of his targets and redistribute them to the other weapons on the New York Giants.
1: I disagree. I disagree. Okay. I think with the added offensive reinforcements, it actually helps Evan Ingram because he won't be the focal point of teams trying to stop him, given he's the only guy. You have Barkley now, you have Galladay, Slayton, Shepard, Tony. There's a lot of weapons there for the Giants, and I think that will isolate Evan Ingram to more – one V one coverages lining up more against safeties and linebackers more so than having, you know, double coverage all the time, no matter where he went on the field. And I think that that's going to help him. I I, I think that, that that's going to help him. Now, do I think he's going to be a top 10? No. Do I see him falling? Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible that Evan Ingram was terrible. It's possible that Evan Ingram gets hurt and we never hear from him. And he finishes out to the top 20. Absolutely. It's I, everything is in the realm of possibility there, but Performance merit finishes out to the top 20. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, here's the thing. He played a full 16 games
0: for the first time in his career. Yes, he did.
1: He did. And
0: he finished with 654 yards and one receiving touchdown. Oh, he was was horrible. He was horrible. And one rushing touchdown. Yep. Weirdly. But he...
1: I think that was against Cincinnati.
0: I'm pretty sure it was. He played in the most games that he played in since his rookie year in 2017. And he only caught one measly touchdown. For reference, his rookie year of 2017, he caught six touchdowns. Some might say Evan Ingram is due for some, uh, Positive regression, but I think that Evan Ingram—he's just not good anymore. He's not great anymore. He's not—I don't know—you're not drafting him. Wow, you don't think he gets drafted? Well, you're not drafting him where you where you'd normally draft him. He's not like a—he's not a good tight end. He's not—I don't know. I don't think people are. Listen, you got to read your room, but like, I don't think that. Uh, people are going to be so high on Evan Ingram. Even Giants fans hate Evan Ingram.
1: It's true, they do. They absolutely do. So Evan Ingram right now, interesting. That's very interesting. Evan Ingram is being drafted as the 15th tight end off the board right now. And I have him ranked as number 12. Well, that sounds about right, actually, because Evan Ingram is 14 on Fantasy Pros. That's fascinating to me. People are drafting Irv Smith above Evan Ingram. Wow, good for people. Love look, People are good. People Irv are good. Smith, Cole Komet is closing in on him. People are drafting Hunter Henry above Irv Smith at Evan Ingram. Oh, God. That's repulsive. Tyler Higby being drafted as a, a top-12 tight end. I mean, you, you, you love to say it. You, you, you really love to say it.
0: Do you want to hear a bold prediction, a bonus bold prediction that I
1: left, I left on the cutting room floor? So that's that That would be seven. So that would be uh, – we're going to go with Robert Perez.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a, it was one that I wasn't like all that confident in. I was just like whatever because I hate New England. It was an I hate New England bold prediction. Oh, boy. It was that John Smith and Hunter Henry were going to cancel each other out, and they were both going to finish outside the top 20
1: that's not a bold, that's not a terribly bold prediction at all. I think that is actually the second most reasonable one that you've said. Really? Yeah, I I think so. The third, third, Alan Robinson is definitely more reasonable, but that one is that, that definitely can happen. Would it shock me if it does? Nope. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Which is why people don't draft the fucking Patriots tight ends. Don't just, do it. Just don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Say save, save save yourself the headache. But yeah, that's that's what I got for my bold predictions. I think you made a lot of friends with uh, with Jared today. Just Jared is a uh, is a frequent listener of the podcast. And Jared loves Antonio Gibson. So I think uh, you probably made Jared's day.
0: Well. I hope you have a great rest of your day, Jared.
1: <laughs> it's beautiful. i go get yourself a nice tan.
0: That's right.
1: How's I wonder, I wonder what there? his weather report is for today. It's gorgeous. Stunning. UV index. 10. Wind. Coming out of the south.
0: What's the UV index? Infinity. Infinity. <laughs> What's the UV index? High. High. <laughs> Hi. What about the wind? How's that going? There is no wind. It's beautiful.
1: Middle of December. Jared, how's the UV index? There is no UV index. There is no sun. There is no sun. <laughs> oh
0: God. Well, if you go outside, you will lose your tan. That is how. There's the, a negative
1: UV index. You will turn into Adam. You will be pale. I'm not that pale. No, no. I will. I will. I will say for. Uh, Port Washington, and forgive me, Jewish. You are you do have some color because a I blame lot of my I blame a lot my of my ancestry. Jewish friends that I that I know, they do not have the amount of color that you do.
0: Well, when I come back from my Cape Cod trip over the weekend, I will probably be more tan.
1: You're gonna be a bronze Adonis. So you're gonna be like me in no time.
0: I just I blame my lineage, my Eastern European heritage. They didn't have to deal with the sun.
1: No, they did not have to deal with the sun. You do. Yeah. You, you were the one that settled on, uh, on Long Island, on Long Island, in Port, in Port Washington.
0: Listen, we were – we were, they were on a boat. They were trying to figure out where to land. They were on a boat. They were.
1: And they settled on Port Washington.
0: Well, not necessarily. But it was because my grandparents, my great-grandparents, you know, they moved into Brooklyn.
1: So your great grandparents came here. So your fourth generation.
0: Yeah, my great well, my great grandparents came here. Yeah, my grandparents were well. My grandpa was technically born on the boat. So really, I don't know if he was born on the boat or. well, my great grandma was pregnant with him while they were on while they were going to Ellis Island, going to America from from Romania.
1: That's a hell of a story. Yep. So yeah, you your fourth generation. Yep. I don't know what generation I, I am. I think I'm God with the Indian in me. Who the fuck does?
0: Well depending on uh, depending on the side of the family, you're either a founder. It's true. That or, is true. Or something. something or,
1: an, or I'm an immigrant. It's depending on depending on what side you want to look at. If you want to look at the uh, the the Italian side, the uh, the mob side, or if you want to look at the say try and bring this over as much as I possibly can. Or the the native side, And I'm holding my Indian head as we as we currently speak. Yes, and it's not what you think. It's not what you think it is an actual Indian head.
0: It looks nice. I like the craft the craftsmanship. I've seen it like multiple times, but yeah, no, it looks re- looks really nice.
1: Yeah, my grandma my grandma made it for my uh, for my grandpa.
0: Terrible radio, but it does look very nice.
1: Yeah, it says right on the, right on the back to my big chief love Marie.
0: That's adorable.
1: Right on the back. That is, uh, that is the uh, the history lesson that we have uh, that we have got today. But anyway, what are we doing next week? I don't fucking know. I'll see you there. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, I know, I know for sure. Uh, Friday of next week there is going to be a full mailbag. Full mailbag on Friday, and I think what we can do earlier earlier in the week. Is I think we could probably go just do like a rate a rankings uh check. Just go through each position and talk about biggest risers, biggest fallers. That's what I think we'll do. Okay. Because I've i made some adjustments that I haven't talked about yet on the uh, on the show. So we will uh we'll do that on Tuesday and then on Friday you will have a uh a mailbag ready to uh ready to be consumed.
0: I am so excited for that. I love
1: mailbags. Mailbag? Love the best them. love them i we have a ton of questions too so the mailbag and i'll i'll tease this a little bit they're not all football related
0: oh god i love it even more i like they're the best they're the best it's the surprise that gets you
1: it is time. it is it really is
0: that's what's great about all the bold predictions because the best part about this i don't know i'm sure you na- now you know judging by both of our reactions to each of our bold predictions we don't tell each other what our predictions are. Nope. We're hand. Hell no. There's no planning. That's, meeting. that's no fun. No, that's no fun. We need raw reaction, raw reaction to these scalding takes.
1: Absolutely. This was a, uh, this was a fun little show, Adam. I have to say, I agree. And thank you to our listeners
0: for listening to this episode of the Basement talk podcast, Fantasy show. Remember, you can find all episodes of everything under the Basin Talk podcast umbrella wherever you get your podcasts. Soon to be exclusive to Spotify.
1: Soon to be exclusive to Spotify. Yes, when Daniel (laughs) Eck makes his purchase of Arsenal Football Club. We'll be coming on here wearing Arsenal shirts, and we will be exclusive to Spotify. Making millions. We'll be like Joe Rogan. Oh, please.
0: I really hope we're not like Joe Rogan.
1: Oh, I want to be everything like Joe Rogan.
0: Only Only in the
1: monetary sense. I would love to be Joe Rogan.
0: The moment that we have any white supremacists on our show, I am leaving.
1: I never said anything about our guests. Because we don't need guests. We have each other.
0: Well, you you said you wanted to be like Joe Rogan.
1: I mean, I would like to be Joe Rogan with the amount of money that he makes from his podcast and from calling UFC.
0: Yeah.
1: He gets in UFC fights for free. And he gets paid.
0: Yeah, because everyone thinks he looks like Dana White. Everyone thinks he's Dana White. He does look like Dana White. He looks just like, I, I bet it's like a Batman Bruce Wayne situation. Like they look I think just, it is. I think it is. Have you ever seen Joe Rogan and Dana White in the same room?
1: And I love Dana White. Love Dana. That is a mogul of business.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, only in the monetary sense would I want to be like Joe Rogan. Only, only in the monetary sense.
1: Mogul every, of business.
0: Because he's a fucking horrible human being.
1: Hey, his best podcast besides ours, of course, the best podcast I ever listened to was Joe Rogan's interview with Edward Snowden, hands down. I I still think about that that episode every now and again. If anybody has not seen it, I'm I'm, I'm gonna plug Joe Rogan here. If you want to get if you want to give Adam and I like two thousand dollars each for plugging your mm-hmm. podcast, go for it. But the Joe Rogan episode with Edward Snowden is, oh my God, it is terrific. It's about two and a half hours, so it's it's long, it's long, but it it, it keeps you uh, very very entertained and informed and informed.
0: Okay, there you go. For my co-host Edward so I'm Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Basic Park Podcast. Next See.